Andrea and Gary Smith. Andrea and Gary Smith are, my gosh, I'm trying to think of when we began to be friends, but I know it goes way back to when you had your lovely gallery in Lahaina. It's funny in a way. There's something that happens. Some people still probably think you have your gallery there. <laughs> Some <laughs> people don't even know we moved. I know. <laughs> be- because happened. we went for, for dinner the other night, and the person on the restaurant hugged us and kissed us and, you know, said, you know, it's so nice to see you. And the last time we were here, we did the same thing. And I said to Gary, I, I don't think people know we even left, <laughs> I know, I to be honest. <laughs> oh, well. I, I, and it's an amazing thing. But, but your presence was so strong. And, and people remember your peace calendars and all the, the great work you did here, of course. Um, although you've been now in Sedona for how many years? Almost 10. Is it 10 years? So we've had the gallery for, I think, 18 years. 18 years. Isn't that amazing? Oh, so you had the gallery before you moved there. Oh, yeah. Micromanaging. I was never moving there. (laughs) Oh, I didn't know that. Well, I'm going to go Facebook Live. I know some people like that. So we're going to go Facebook Live here. So I would like you guys to talk about um, this Egypt situation and how that (laughs) Egypt blossomed. I mean, number one, I know that your artwork, um, Andrea, has always, and I'm sure you had another life there, um, your artwork has always had strong Egyptian influence. And I even look at you and you have this Egyptian aura still. <laughs> kind of the way you look, I think of, uh, you know, of, the of queen Egypt. of the Nile. Yeah, she, right. she, she, not <laughs> denial. No denial or the <laughs> Nile. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you have this obvious, I mean, sometime deep connection. Um, when did you first? When did you first decide to go to Egypt, and what it, was it that that really? Our first time we went was 1994, and uh, a friend of mine said, where, "Where would you like to travel?" And I said, "I'd love to go to Egypt." And he said, "Well, let's get a trip together." And so that was really how we began. We got a group of my collectors together. We went twice that year, and again the following year. And we've probably been. I, I've lost count, to be honest. About 16 times. 16, 17. 16. Oh, my God. Yeah. Kevin Ryerson, the, the psychic in the 90s, he's the one that told us, he said, let me know where you want to go. And then he just said, you'll make it happen. And I can't believe it. We made it happen like 17 times. And when did you hook <coughs> up with the idea of doing, of course, you do everything first class, but you found this amazing man who's so connected in with all the first-class ideas, Mohammed, and I've heard, Kathy, you, you fell in love with him, too. I guess oh, everyone yeah. falls in love with Mohammed. We but call him the prince. The mm-hmm. prince. Yeah, Mohammed Nazmi. And we've been friends with him since 1994. And then I'm not sure exactly when. He said, why don't you uh, come on my private yacht as opposed to going on a big cruise ship? I said, no way. I don't want to go on a little ship. I like the big buffets and all the stuff. He said, just try it, Andrea. You'll love it. Mm-hmm. And so we tried it, and I love it. So it's a <laughs> private yacht. It's fabulous. Uh-huh. Yeah, we've been cruising the Nile on that 170-foot uh, sailing yacht for, I think, 10 times now. And it's just, it's so nice because you're close with everybody, and yet if you want to be private, you could be private on an upper deck. And you become great friends with people for the rest of your life after you've done one of these trips with uh, Mohammed and Andrea. Mohammed may be the prince, but he regards Andrea as the queen. <laughs> <laughs> and I can see that, you know. There's the queen oh. of the Nile. And uh, Emil. He's, oh my uh, God. he's a reincarnated uh, pharaoh. He is. <laughs> who, who is he? He's the Egyptologist. 
Neil was yeah. raised in Luxor and he was a bad boy when he was young and Muhammad was raised in Cairo and was a good boy when he was young so we call uh, Muhammad the city mouse and Emil the country mouse and between <laughs> the two of them they make the journey fantastic because oh. uh, Emil just gets you right into the essence of the country you know he he took us in a horse cart through the streets of Luxor and we got caught on the railroad tracks people are waving a train <laughs> to stop coming at us i mean it, it's quite interesting when you do these journeys with Emil and Kathy knows and Rex her husband knows it's just a a wonderful time when Emil is there as your Egyptologist and and Mohammed's there just as a beautiful human being and his philosophy is love is my religion. Well, I think we should mention cuz we can't ignore the fact that there's still many people that consider Egypt to be a dangerous place to go and have a fear. Um can you explain I'm um, that I I heard and it blew my mind that that Mohammed was the man in charge of security for the Pope Francis's visit re- that happened this summer is that right? Well, Mohammed got to shake hands and hug the Pope and and be with him. He, I don't know if he was in charge of the security. He he's like everybody. No, no matter where you go in Egypt, you mention Mohammed Nazmi, and wherever you went, that person is your friend now because they knew Mohammed. He he also lived in America for ten years. He oh. was the minister of tourism for Egypt. And uh-huh. so he lived in New York, and he lived in Washington, D.C. He's, he's been around. Yeah. So he has a very um, American perspective on many things. And so that's why he kind of understands the way we think, to be honest. And he likes it. Yeah. <laughs> he likes it. Yeah, he, you're, he, you're getting a lot of hearts and thumbs up, Andrew. Oh, I love it. That's so sweet. <laughs> he knows so sweet. Uh, what Western comforts are, mm-hmm. and he wants you to feel at home in Egypt. So he gives you every Western comfort you can possibly imagine, plus it's a few more. And you know what else? The first time we went to Egypt, we were a little concerned, to be honest. And, and the people that we were going with, they were concerned also. And then the second time we went to Egypt, people were concerned. And then the third time we went to Egypt, then I just realized people just are concerned. Mm-hmm. This time we've had no one concerned, which is really very refreshing. But I, but I get it. I really get it because I really think it's the fear of the unknown. And people just, they hear awful things. But honestly, everyone in Egypt doesn't have guns. They're Nobody not legal has, in Egypt. Nobody has guns you in know? Egypt. And the people are so sweet. The last time we were there, we were in a horse and buggy. Kathy experienced it. In a, in a cart going down the streets of Luxor, and everywhere we went, people were going, "Hello, welcome, we welcome, you. we love you." Yeah. You know, welcome America. They're so sweet. You would never experience that in America on any street. <laughs> so uh, it was really refreshing. So everything people are afraid of, it's these are fears in our mind. I guess when you hear the Middle East, I'm not really quite sure because I've been going so for so long, and I don't have any of that fear. But I get it. I totally get it. Here's the, here's the real deal. People listen to the news, which is correct, but the news keeps on repeating itself and repeating itself and repeating itself till you're envisioned with something in your mind. And if you really think about things, how many times has an incident happened to Egypt compared to Paris, compared to London, compared mm-hmm. to... San Bernardino. Well, even Barcelona to Orlando, now. You know, they had a, that strike. Barcelona. Day, yes. They had 350,000 people on strike there. Um, yeah. uh, because of what happened? Catalonia. No, mm-hmm. because of Catalonia. Um, in support of actually um, not having Catalonia uh, take over because the business people don't want it. But yeah, no, that is a state. And the reality is, 
Um, and you experienced this, too. You had a few concerns before you were going on the trip, didn't oh, you? Oh, yeah. Kathy called yeah. me a couple <laughs> times. <laughs> you, you know, normally I, I, I've been wanting to go for years, and it was Rex who didn't want to go. And then finally we decided to go, and then there was an incident, and then I got a little nervous. And, and then, now she's going again. And now I'm going again. <laughs> when, when's the next trip? Well, we're going April 14th to the 29th of 2018, and... We have most all the cabins sold on the yacht, except there's oh. one stateroom left available. Um, it's maybe five steps below deck of the other staterooms, and uh, it's exact same size, except it's missing a window. So anybody that wants to join us in a windowless stateroom, which is you don't spend any time in your stateroom no, really, you don't. but it's the exact same stateroom as the rest of the ship, except you're missing one window. And so I think it's great. I mean, I would stay there if I wanted to go to Egypt. So we're offering the windowless <laughs> stateroom available at a reduced price. How, how reduced? Are you going to make that up as we sit here right now? The no. I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> First and I'm of wondering, all, where is he meal sleeping? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have him eat meal. <laughs> you, you'll, you'll be sleeping across can I, the... Can I get the room and share it with a meal? You you'll, probably you, could. Emil would like that. He would just sleep on the deck. Yeah. Emil, Emil wouldn't even take a room, but you would yeah. have the cabin across from Emil, the Egyptologist, so you'd be informed at all times. <laughs> and you'd be the same as everybody else, except you'd be four steps lower than the rest of the uh, well, trip. This is not your typical cruise either. This is no. like you're, you're on the special. I mean, now you've described it beautifully, Kathy. Weren't you amazed at how special it was and, and, and the food and the chef yeah. and how your meals were kind of just completely done? It and then, of course, the company of Andrea and well, Gary, which e is priceless. Every day, the chef would make a fresh vegetable-type soup, vegetarian soup. Mm. Every day, there would be something new for dinner. I mean, the only thing they don't serve there is pork, and, and you know, the Muslims don't eat it. The, the Jews don't eat it. Oh, it's I found someone who's going to go with me here, Thomas Lawson. Hey, Thomas. Thomas says he'll go with me, so there. Oh, okay. there you go. You, you have a roommate? <laughs> In a windowless cabin. I, I don't know. There you go. No, but you, you can, can have cream of lettuce soup. Cream of, I love cream of lettuce Oh, my. Who even just... knew lettuce could taste so good? It's it, fabulous. And nobody can peek in on you. No. Yeah, no That's one can see sure. in the windows. But I, I just want to talk about the safeness of Egypt. I walk around the pyramids at night with Andrea on a dirt street. You see somebody walking. You say hello. They say hello. I mean, there's no really danger. I mean, if you go to certain areas of Cairo, I guess it could be dangerous. I wouldn't be going to certain areas of Honolulu. I, or Wailuku. I, I mean, yeah, there's yeah. areas, you, yeah. you know, there's every place has, I guess, a bad area. Yeah. I've never found one there. I'm not looking. However, I've never, ever felt unsafe. So to be afraid in Egypt is like being afraid in Detroit or... Or being or afraid in Bali. Well, and the reality is this is the best time to travel because the reality is there's not a lot of tourism right now. So exactly. We, yeah. So you get amazing treatment and you don't have the long lines, but... Just, uh, I know there's a lot else we want to talk we, about. We do everything only, private, by yeah. the way. And you have special uh, first-class accommodations in yes, Egypt. Everywhere. And, and Four Seasons, the yeah. Mena House. Yeah. Private everything yet. is, Andrea is what you call pink fluff. I am. So I, I thought she was the queen of the Nile. <laughs> I she am, is. but I'm so a pink fluffy queen, queen of the Nile. Nile. 
<laughs> All right, I'm I, and I'm trying to envision this in art, Andrea. I'm seeing this pink fluff goddess that you're going to paint. That's the queen of the Nile. So oh, now yeah. I'm envisioning. I've already you in painted pink. her. Oh, have you painted her? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and I want to thank Kathy personally for making me look like a million dollars oh, with this trip. Oh, is that the truth? I, I send out emails to people that want to go with me, and I, I have these little <laughs> things written out for an itinerary that's right most of the time, and. You know all or these things, not even and, spelled and, right. then, and then Kathy comes along and makes this gorgeous oh itinerary where people can just press a button. Oh. They see everything they've got to and do, and they're so uh, impressed. Elaine so, Starrett says hi. Oh, hi. hi. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it is wonderful, and and truthfully, when I first heard about it, who in the world is going to go, and here you have now sold out. You did done two or three in the past. Um, is it three? I think three of these, two that I know of at least. And they've all sold yeah. out. Oh, yeah, definitely sold out. Yeah. Definitely sold so, out. But, you know, I never know, and I'm so happy it's selling out early because then I don't have to work anymore yeah. at it. But all I know is we're going to have a great time. I got Kathy and Rex who are – Rex is unbelievable. He's known – that's Kathy's husband. He's <laughs> he's known as the – he's one of the princes of Egypt. I mean, he, is. he gives his love away to everybody. Oh, he's my God. Very, they they brought – Chocolate-covered macadamia nuts. <laughs> they brought treats for everyone in Egypt. We were oh at the my. airport, and they gave so many people smiles. You can't even imagine. Oh, really? It was so they sweet. Were, they were, they yes. didn't know what to think. They like, really yeah, didn't. It was so it, Did oh, you yeah. feel anybody disliked you when you were in Egypt at oh, all? No. Did anybody give you a dirty look? Why do you think she's or, going back? Well, I'm just saying. I mean, sometimes you get a dirty look from somebody somewhere no. in the world. Or We went. We made, we made friends with um, Hamed at the oh, yeah. Hamed house and he yeah. invited us to his his home and we mm. met his family and it was like in this totally local neighborhood and I mean didn't feel date was scary crossing the street because of all that's the cars the scariest <laughs> part. that's the toughest part you gotta cross with locals and they're just like and they're like oh you're like mm. I don't know how they read it but <laughs> they read it and, and right now Egypt's considered one of the least expensive places to travel to in the world when once you get there because when we f- were going there three years ago, it was six pounds per dollar. Now it's like sixteen to eighteen pounds per dollar. So, so can, should we bring up your shopping experiences there? Well, we're shopaholics. <laughs> yes. That's for sure. It's so, fun to shop with Gary. Yeah, we, we go to the Kahili Bazaar, and I mean, it's like a thousand years old, and the streets are the same way they were a thousand years ago, and we bargain for everything, and then we have a great lunch at one of the restaurants, and then we. Get on the bus, go back to the hotel, crash for a little while, have dinner. I mean, it's... And we always find new places. Like the place that Emil took us to for those scarves. Remember that last, those beautiful scarves? Mm -hmm. I can't wait to go back. Well, I remember, Kathy, you brought back this amazing oil, this rose oil. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, it was so fabulous. I mean, it's like, well, It I lasts had, forever. I mm-hmm. said, can you get this online? But anyway, you bring back special sh- things in, from your shopping experience to the to Lakapaki uh, I gallery. I sure do, and then, yeah. We have a whole Egyptian but it's, collection. But I, I might add it's cheaper when you get it from Egypt. Oh, my oh, God. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> and, and I want to remind everybody that uh, you can book 2019 with Kathy. We'll be going right around the 7th or 8th of April in 2019 for two weeks. Hey. And we'll be going to Abu Simbel plus all these unique places. We'll have three hours inside the Great Pyramid. We'll end it at two days at the Four Seasons. We'll have, like, the best of times. And it'll be similar to this year's trip, except we'll be adding Abu Simbel. And uh, that'll be part of the 14 nights. 
So there's been a lot going on in your lives. I mean, besides travel, you you kind of just decided about two years ago you loved that the power travel things and were going to special places and kind of took off from that. But you have been doing amazing artwork and things that I never ever would have expected. Um, people may not be aware, but coloring books have become like the new big big thing. I don't know where that all came from, but somewhere. Along the line, people decided coloring books were really hip, right? I think they figured out that it was meditative. Maybe. You know, when you color or you do anything creative, no body is left out, Mm -hmm. right? Your emotional body, your physical body, your spiritual body, all these bodies. And when you do something creative, all the bodies come together. And you can be gardening, you can be raking, you can be coloring, you can be playing tennis. It's when everybody is taken care of. So... I think that's why people like coloring, because I think it really engages everything, and it's a meditation. Well, I remember a few years ago we were having dinner in uh, Sedona, and you told me about a very exciting project. Um, many people are aware of The Course in Miracles. Right. I mean, I think everyone. Is there anyone that's not aware of The Course there in Miracles? There are people, I think, but oh well. Uh, um, and, and I thought, how in the world... Can you do a comic book with a course in mirrors? A coloring book. A coloring book. A I'm coloring sorry. book. A coloring you know, book. And it's like, how in the world do you do that? Cause, and then at the same time, I thought, what an interesting concept. Well, I did it about 35 years ago, and you couldn't use it then because A Course in Miracles was not public. Right now it's public domain. So I put it away, and then when the 50-year anniversary came up, the people who published The Secret are friends of ours. And so I talked to my friend Michelle and I said, you know, it's the 50-year anniversary of A Course in Miracles. I have a coloring book ready. She said, let's do it. So I went and I got the coloring book out. And all it really was were like outlines, not of a lot of things, because after I couldn't do it, I gave up and I put it away. So I really didn't have much of a coloring book. However, I had the idea. And so I drew them all and it was total joy. I mean, pure joy. Of course, I can't move my arms still. However... It was wonderful. You just moved your arm. I, well, you I said mean, you I, I, I'm arm. talking about like, mean, like, the, like the way you hold a paintbrush, okay. the way you hold a, a thing. So, uh-huh. but anyway, so 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 this came out about a year ago, didn't it? When did that come out? The coloring, coloring book, book came out about 16 months ago. Uh-huh. And <clears throat> it's the only coloring book where it has something very nice to say against the beautiful artwork from the course and. You know, would you rather be right or would you rather be happy? I mean, just very unique statements that are based on the Course in Miracles. So coloring books have faded as such in the past few months. But Andrea's coloring book is still way up there on Amazon and because people are interested in listening to these words and relaxing while they're drawing in on something. Well, it's nice to meditate on, you know, a principle and color at the same time. I think it's really, you know. And I have to say also your artwork has kind of um, changed, as it does in every environment, but your artwork changed a little bit. I remember going to your home and seeing these amazing pieces that you had done where you were um, painting on skulls, and, oh, oh my gosh, they were so powerful. I mean, different kinds. Some were were cows, some were other... I I, I didn't really know what they were. Somebody somebody in Hawaii called us uh, that has a gallery here and wants to have Andrea's skulls in the gallery, so we're going to meet with them, yeah. But people have to realize this is like three-dimensional Andrea Smith art. Yeah, they're really fun. They're, they're really, really fun. fun. And they're powerful colors. Like you use, you use those bright blues. You know what? I, I really hadn't painted for years after my aneurysm. And I was shopping with a girlfriend, and I saw a skull. 
And I said in my mind, boy, that would be fun to paint. And then I thought, really fun to paint? I haven't thought about painting. So I bought it. I took it home. I let it just sit on my kitchen table for quite a while, actually. And then one morning I got up. I didn't even know if I had paint or brushes. And I started to paint, and I saw I could paint. And so then I said, well, you know, I really need to paint some paintings. It had been so many years. So I started painting again. But I really wanted to do the skulls, so I did. I just did a series of them. They were really fun for me. Mm-hmm. I, they were just joyful. They were very powerful. Yeah, they're fun. I mean, people have to realize that the, the skulls, of course, are kind of, you go back to the nature of uh, of the archetypal. I mean, this, this was I done knew nothing th- about it. I just knew I didn't eat meat. There were all these skulls, and I mm-hmm. figured I can honor them in another way, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So that yeah. was really what I was doing. I ate the meat. Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> I have to let everybody know that I've been watching Andrea paint since she was 15 years old. I've seen her do paintings when she was 14 years old. I mean, I've been watching this process, and as calm as she feels when she's painting them, that's as calm as I feel when I'm watching her paint. It's Mm. a very relaxing uh, situation. And that picture I just gave you are the cards that she's doing for the... uh, tell, Tell me about that. Tell me about the cards. Well, they're oracle cards um, based on Andrea's art, but Andrea's been sending out these little enlighten-up statements for years now. Yes, and there was even a little booklet. Right, and so the booklet is kind of... it's called Enlighten Up, and it had Six drawings scroll. and sayings of Andrews. But this is going to be a full-color deck, and like one of the c- cards will probably say joy, and then Andrea's going to just say her feeling for joy. And, these are beautiful. And then you pick a card. I'm kind of looking at these. As, aren't oh, they here, gorgeous? Okay, here, should I try this? You hold here. this up, and I'll, I'll show some. Th- th- that one is, which one is that, I think? That's beautiful. Mother, oh, that's Mother Earth. Oh, that's lovely. Scroll, let's scroll back. and Oh, here's one. We're having a party here, folks. Oh, yeah, we are. No, this is beautiful. We're looking at different ones. They're beautiful, and the colors really look lovely on these. Not everyone on the radio can see them. So I'm, <laughs> so, so I'm almost, <laughs> Oh, sorry, radio. So I'm almost <laughs> done painting them. She's done 40 of them. And so 40? when I came... Well, oh. that's how many I need. When I came to Hawaii, I thought I would start writing the words for them, because I have to have words for them. There's going to be oh. a little booklet. And but then I didn't have like titles for them, uh-huh. so I sat down the other morning and I looked through some enlighten up words that I brought with me, and each and all of a sudden I saw a pattern, right or a theme. So I started to write down the words, and I ended up with exactly forty, exactly what I needed. Ah. And I never even thought about you know. So there's like you know joy and peace and uh, well, your peace calendars. Still, I mean, so I, this is like a little different, right? Mm-hmm. And then I thought, well, I have to look for the words, and then I realized I've been writing these words forever. So the words, mm-hmm. you know, came out in a very condensed form too. So it's really fun. So are I'm they, enjoying. They, they're it like totally. a deck. You can pick one yeah. and then meditate I, yeah, on it. Yeah, I guess that's that is what it'll yeah. be. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I want to put in another advertisement. If anybody <laughs> wants to come in from Hawaii to Sedona for Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, Andrea's going to have... Uh, I'm going to be there Thanksgiving. <gasps> oh, then you'll be there for karaoke night with Roger Clements, the baseball player. His wife, Debbie, does a whole line of jewelry for the gallery, so we have a special party on Saturday. We do karaoke on Friday and uh, Thanksgiving dinner on Thursday, so you're welcome to well, join us. I, I'm going to be there. I leave Friday, but I can do Thanksgiving. 
Okay. Oh, you better. I'll be Thanksgiving. Oh, Perfect. God, yes. Yeah, I'm going to be there for a week. I, I miss Sedona. And and you know what? Did you do ever do one on, on, on prayers? I'm still working on my prayers, affirmations, I think and meditations. I do have one. I okay, think I we do need, have I need a, a cover. prayer one. Andrea did this beautiful cover that you might have seen on my CD, Arise Above Abuse, and it gets so many comments. It's mm-hmm. so, so perfect for it, you know. I love um, that. It, and it works so well on the CD. I love it. And it just was so, so lovely. I and love looking at it. I have it on my kitchen window, actually, oh, do you with really? some things in front of it. It's so yeah, happy. It is. I know. And, and, and the, all of your work is truly right from spirit. I, I have to say, Andrea, you, you are a channel. I posted on Facebook a few days ago um, your newsletter. And, and your newsletters are really something I look forward to. I have to say I get many newsletters, and sometimes I'm going, oh, no, not another newsletter now. <laughs> I hate mm-hmm. to say it, but some of them it's like, oh, not something. But I always make a point of reading your newsletters Thank because you. they are just, again, right, channeling pure spirit. They're quick and to the point. You know, they really are. And yeah. I, a few years ago, I thought, what am I going to write every week? Such a huge obligation. And then I realized, well, you know, you just write whatever you're feeling at the moment. And so that's really what I do. And you wrote about the situation in the world. I did. And it was very powerful. Can How can people sign up to get your newsletters? Because they really are gifts. Gary can um, tell I, you. I think you could just go online to andreasmithgallery.com and just put your name in, and they'll put you on our email list, and you'll get nice messages from Andrea, and I'll never call you to sell you anything. Andrea's <laughs> just going to send you nice messages. Uh, and on top of that, um, you can see some of the artworks. You can also find out about how to get the, the coloring book and, and Everything the, is the there. cards. And, and um, I just like looking through your different art um, because it is so uplifting. It, it's truly meditative, so I'm so glad you're doing the cards because you could keep these. I like to keep my special cards um, at my altar. Um, and, and then you can pick one while you're in that meditative state and really literally look at a card and it, since it's right from the spirit, it's almost like it takes you to that same place where Andrea goes to when she You know, I, I honestly was told that they are observational meditations, which yeah, I really they believe are. they are because, you know, I would sit and talk on the phone and I would stare at a painting there all over my house. And it would, it would, it, it would like take my mind in a circle. Mm-hmm. Like in a circular like a mo- motion, like, like a, a mandala, just yeah. it, w- it would take it out of a rut, right? right? And there would be no mind, right? Yeah. And so I believe that they are observational meditations, mm-hmm. and because I know that everyone just wants peace, mm-hmm. all we want is peace of mind. That is so true, and I it know. starts with us. It starts inside of us, yep. and after my aneurysm, honestly, I came back in the moment. Thank you, God. So that was really the gift. Mm-hmm. of the aneurysm. So I don't really go into the future or the past. I pretty much stay where I am. Well, it was miraculous, and a lot of people didn't even know your story. Oh, but you incre- were here on Maui, and you almost died. Yes, I did. And Two it- brain aneurysms, a hemorrhagic stroke, and a 70-stitch craniotomy. I didn't know that last part. And, and you happened to have a doctor here who was visiting. When I decided to go to the hospital many hours later, I wasn't going to the hospital in the middle of the night. When I finally went. No makeup on. There, there was a <laughs> <laughs> very true, but I was just like, there was a radiologist there who was able, and I wouldn't even call an ambulance. Our doctor said, call an ambulance. I said, I'm not calling an ambulance. Mm-hmm. And so he drove me there, and there happened to be a radiologist from Stanford at the hospital at the moment I needed him. And he told Gary, I can go in through her groin up to her brain. I can coil this. However, I'm leaving in a few minutes. And so 
We did that. He, he was teaching the other radiologists at Maui Memorial how to do this procedure the week before, and he had the machinery brought there. Wow. Uh, if it wasn't, if it was the week before, Woo. we would and never. And if it had been earlier, he wouldn't have been there. You're been getting the a lot of hearts. You're getting a lot of I hearts mean, and it, love so, on So, you one. know, so I really believe in miracles. I And it was. And yeah. But it was a long trip back. You you survived. But I you had did, honey, I, I didn't know it was going to be that long. I swear. When I was given the choice to stay or leave, I, you know, I had no idea it would be so long. But I wouldn't go back and change one mm-hmm. thing. Nothing. I would. I would. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was like a vacation However, for me. <laughs> after she got out of Maui Moria Hospital, she did like three paintings that were commissions. I don't know how she did it. I don't either. And then she had this major surgery at Stanford University in May, and it really put Andrea off for about three or four years. I mean, we used to talk, and I'd say, Andrea, how are you doing? She says, oh, I'm doing... (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Don't feel sorry for me, honestly. It was a vacation. I love the way I came back. I'm totally, really very Well, we're pleased. out of time. It's been such a treat seeing you, Same Andrea. Here. And Love you, Cindy. You Love you, too. And Love Kathy. you, Kathy. You can call Kathy for the Love next Love you, Sky. Trip. Love the you, one Andrea. Last on, uh, one last room with me on, <laughs> on the trip to Egypt. Uh, 244-1414 is Captivating Journeys. 244-1414. I'm going to finish up here. Yay. All right. Thank you, everyone. Aloha. Thanks for listening. Aloha. Aloha. Bye. That was a very good show.